try to be with him. But you always end up in the dark. Welcome to episode 114 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I am Camila. And I'm Marcella. And boob sweat because it's oh. so hot. It's so hot. Boob sweat's the worst. <laughs> I don't know if boob sweat or ass crack sweat. I don't know. I think I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I think there is a very close, it's very close in there. But like the worst is like when I feel the dripping, like I feel the sweat actually rolling down and I think mm-hmm. something is on me. Like I <laughs> Yep. Bugs. I don't even like head sweat when you can feel it rolling towards your yeah. eye and then it inevitably gets in your eye and then you mm-hmm. can't see. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, but oddly enough, I, I still think I enjoy this more than I like cold. Like Me too. Two degree temperatures and stuff. I posted on one of my socials that the Dollar General already has their fall stuff out. Like the aisle, they've got the pumpkin spice brooms. I don't want to smell pumpkin ever, first of all. Pumpkin spice brooms? Yes, they're like these brooms that are decorative that you can hang on the wall and they smell like pumpkin spice. Oh, good. No, thank you. No, no. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the pumpkin spice smell or any of that. Or anything pumpkin at all. Yeah. But then they also have Halloween candy out. If I buy Halloween candy, (laughs) number one. It's uh, Corona. I don't right. think Halloween even exists no, this year. Exactly. There's no it's way. It's not going to happen. Trick or treating? Come on now. Right. <laughs> Trick or treating may be canceled forever. Mm-hmm. When's the next time you're going to let your child go to a stranger's house and get candy? Exactly. And why would I want like a thousand people like rolling up on my house to get right. candy? <laughs> like, fuck off. Right. Get out of nope. here. I don't want you bringing your Corona to me and I don't want to, <laughs> if I have it, give it to you. Right. Like, Just, stay away from me. Yeah. Digging in the communal bowl. No, thank you. Right. No. And number two. If I buy Halloween candy right now, it's I gone. will have to buy candy again before yeah, Halloween. That's gone. I don't. I'm gonna eat it. It's this is July still. Like there's right. no way. There's no way to last. If I buy Halloween candy on o- October first, there's right. nine. Like more than likely, I'm going to have to buy more. <laughs> Which is why I end up paying like five dollars a bag because I end up waiting until <laughs> the night before. <laughs> right. <laughs> And there's nothing left, and I have to buy that really expensive bag that nobody wanted. <laughs> that giant bag. Yeah. With like, usually, and it's not even like the real goods, it's like the crackles and like stuff. Yeah, like, like, I love crackle. Do you? I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. And then four kids come, and I'm stuck with 500 pieces of candy. <laughs> Um, so but yeah so i guess you know we don't have to worry about that this year because i'm i'm definitely not even if they do try to be like yeah sure like nope not on not on not in this house nope and i'm gonna like rope off my steps no thank you don't even come near my door don't do it (laughs) yeah seriously like nah no thanks um so so i have two pieces of quick little discussion topics. Number one is I recently started rewatching room one Oh four on HBO. Uh Have you watched it? I have. I watched the first season and I think half of the second season. And I definitely saw this episode that you're talking about. I got so excited. I was so excited too. (laughs) for FOMO. Right. It's the second season, first episode and it guest stars our lovely little Tom Lang. It's so good. It's so good. It's so twisted. I know. Like season one, I feel every 104 for those that have not watched it. It's an ant like a I guess you call it an anthology series, mm-hmm. right? They're all yeah. different. Yeah, every but they week. all take place in the same hotel room. And it's also which room 104 or motel room, I guess. And it's all like spans different time periods. Yeah. And each story is different. And the first season, I feel they were. 
I think this is dramatic, compelling. Yeah, I think this one. This is also was created by Mark Duplass. I think his brother also, but I really like those guys. The brothers. Yeah. And but this episode, it's not just dark. (laughs) (laughs) It's real fucked up. But it's really good. If I recall, this was it's some girl's birthday, right? Right. And she wants she's like making everybody hang out with her, basically. Well, no, it's her and her two best friends and her um, sister shows up. Yeah, her sister shows up and her sister's forcing them to like still hang out and they hate her. Right. And then it takes a really, really weird turn. Mm -hmm. But it's really good. And Tom Link was really good in it. And I was really happy to see him in something other than. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon. Right. And it's like and they have some really great guest stars on there. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think um, dude who plays Dwight Schrute on, on yeah the he was in a really strange one too that was so creepy and and I was just kind of like it, I was like can we get to the point already yeah it took a long time and I was I was I was rather tense though like is this what's going to happen or not because okay. <laughs> I was like did you do it or not what are we are we talking about this and then we weren't even talking about what I thought we were talking about the right. whole time yeah yeah I think Michael Shannon was in one. Um, yes, where he was a like a Russian gangster. Yeah. He did a rap. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was good. It was so good. I'm like, I would buy your CD, sir. Right? <laughs> uh, what's her, not Judy Greer, is that her name? Yes, I think, yeah. I think she was in that one with him. Yeah, I think so. But they just. They're all over the board. It's a really good. And there's three seasons, I think, on HBO Max right now. And I think a fourth season is coming. I think so. Like I said, I, I don't think I finished watching season two. And I just saw that my DVR started to record more episodes. So I guess a new season is out now. Um, yeah. So, it's so just, if you like that, like, Twilight Zone yeah. kind of feel, That's, definitely hit up Room 104. It's and I, always, I like it a lot. Yeah. And I also, like, I appreciate things that because it's not easy to pull off a good and compelling story in one setting like right in, in in one scene so that's that's really cool i like the fact that they do that and it's all you know taking place in the same room basically mm-hmm. and yeah so some of them are funny they some spend of them are a weird. lot on that room because it gets fucked up every I single know. episode like <laughs> or, did you see the one with the two mma fighters i think so i know they that... destroyed that room yeah <laughs> Like, even knocked down the wall. Like, it was real bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I would absolutely um, highly suggest checking out Room 104 on HBO. The second bit of news, after having listened to Camila's other podcast. The number one movie in America. I was listening to the CB4 episode, and you were talking about how Tenant went dark. How (laughs) they just decided Warner Brothers was like, ah, uh, Never mind. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know. Stop asking. <laughs> so on Monday, they decided that it will debut internationally starting on August 26th before opening in select cities in the U.S. over Labor Day weekend on September 3rd. Okay. <laughs> if y'all say so. I don't... Can you just give me VOD? I really don't want to go to right. the theater and I really want to see this. I'm not going to the theater. I don't give a shit. If you no. know, like who, if you know, whatever, it, they can release it all they want. I'm still waiting until it comes on VOD. And I, but I just don't understand. Like, I know it's all about the money and it's all about the clout, and it's the only reason why they're holding off all this. Um, and it's yeah. just like they, Christopher Nolan wants to break records or he wants to be the first film that's out, you know, after pandemic in a theater. And it's, it's all really selfish. It's all very self-serving, like the reasoning mm-hmm. for him. He just give get, me this damn movie. Right? Like, stop talking about it. Just be about it. Damn. So. Can we talk about, for a minute, how pretty Robert Pattinson is? I mean, he's odd. And how pretty. Um, what's the other one's name? Denzel's son? John David Washington? Is it John David? Denzel's son, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's. I think his it's name. John David. Yeah, he's also very, he's very handsome, and you know Robert Pattinson. So handsome, I'm like, please just let me go stare at these pretty men for two hours. Robert's not bad, but he's just not really my cup of tea. I just still. <laughs> Have you seen his? Is it what is it? He has an ad campaign that I will find on YouTube and send to you. Okay, 
that might change your mind. <laughs> Speaking of like randos, I watched um, like Orlando Bloom has a new ish movie out on v- VOD right now. Mm. Um, I had forgotten how pretty he was and he's all like kind of buffed mm-hmm. up now. And, you know, also sorry to hear about your dog, buddy. Like that sucks. Like everything that that happened with that. But, but did you read about it? I have one major question. How does he know the dog is dead? Yes. You just found his collar. Right. That doesn't mean that he is dead. I think somebody just stole it. Yes. <laughs> somebody ha- he might be dead to you. Right. <laughs> Mighty is living a good life, I'm sure, somewhere. Like, somebody right. just snatched him up somewhere. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you like, found his collar? Like, and, like, would you, like, and that's not, like, if they're, do- that's not a clear sign. If you just found his collar, like, how is that? <laughs> a clear sign that he's dead. Like, did he take it right, off like, and go I, wander I, off somewhere and die? Like, did he, did he take his collar off? and was like, Oh, I'll leave this here for Orlando to find. And he like, he crawled up. Was it blood soap? Right. Well, it's just, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to I me. I sadly need more information. <laughs> but Somewhere Mighty's looking at social and he's like, what the f- well, I'm just on vacation. <laughs> I just wanted to disconnect and leave my phone behind. I just, I just needed some me time, Lando. Right? Like, <laughs> he comes knocking on the door like, I'm back. Sorry? Hey, you got a tattoo. Hey, that's a sad tattoo. <laughs> I wasn't dead. Jeez. Have a little faith, man. <laughs> um, or, yeah, and also, I didn't know that him and Katy Perry were a thing, but whatever. Uh, and, and having uh, a child. Yeah, sure. Okay. But um, <laughs> this is my public service announcement about this newish movie <laughs> that has come out. <laughs> is that <laughs> It's called Retaliation. Apparently, this movie was made in 2017. Plus side is that, or this is a side of Orlando I have never seen. And also, I was like, as I was watching it, I was hard-pressed to remember anything else he had been in other than Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> Pirate! <laughs> right. And after I looked at the IMDb, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was That's what I actually saw him in. But, um... And I so, keep meaning to watch his Amazon show, Carnival Row. Yeah, I doubt I'll, I don't know. But, like, he's he's good in this movie, but the movie is called Retaliation. And the trailer that they show is very, like, pumped up and hard and just like, oh, my God, there's going to be so much retaliation. Look, there's no retaliation that happens. This is a spoiler alert for this movie. And originally, apparently, this film was called Romans. So, I mean, if you go in, if you're going in to watch Orlando go nutso and kill a bunch of people, it's not going to happen. That's why I was there. That's what the trailer leads you to believe. That's what the title leads you to believe. That's not what it is. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. So the original title Romans, which is a reflection of the book in the Bible. If you know anything about that, then that kind of gives you a better understanding. If you're into like the art house, you know, telling a good story, whatever type films, that's it. But like, if I had gone in not expecting, I probably would, what I was expecting, I probably would have liked it a little bit more, but I was just like really let down. So, like, so, uh, you know, skew what you're anticipating. If you choose to go see this, <laughs> where did you watch it on Uh voodoo? I think, or no, it was on Cape VOD on uh, Comcast, but it's like everywhere on VOD. It was just released. And, okay. um, so Yeah. <clears throat> and that's my little PSA about Orlando Bloom. And but he's like super, super jacked in it, and he looks great. <laughs> and he there, does look. He has a. But there's also well. some very questionable scenes that you might have. I, there was some stuff I had to fast forward. <laughs> I read the synopsis of the content. I'm like, ooh, this sounds. <laughs> mm. I don't know if I want to very... see him whine. Of... <laughs> see him what? see him like whiny inside and uh it's not really whiny inside it's mostly the stuff that he does to himself with vaseline and a stick so <laughs> when he's like i'm not sad, even sure it's an actual like full-fledged like dildo this. it's like i think it's just a stick <laughs> <laughs> it's so upsetting <laughs> In several movies I've seen him in, when he gets emotional, he gets like real whiny, and he gets like a Hayden Christensen kind of tone mm, to his yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. Was he American in those movies? Yeah, 
he is not American in this one. So I think that probably helps. He, yeah. I, I, I don't. His American is pretty. Yeah. I don't recall where I don't I couldn't figure out where it takes place like it like the accent was too too rough for to be British, but also too light to be Irish. So I wasn't quite okay. sure. Like it, it wasn't exactly Cockney. So like maybe it was Wales. Like I'm not sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So season six, episode 13, Dead Things. Original air date February 5th, 2002. Written by James A. Contner. Directed by Stephen S. DeKnight. I think, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after Andrew and Jonathan watch Warren kill his ex-girlfriend Katrina, they try to make Buffy think she did the crime. I, again, didn't like the IMDb and other synopsises I saw for this one. They all say that the trio accidentally killed Mm-mm. Katrina. That's not no, what happened. Warren murdered her. Warren murdered her. <laughs> Straight up. And poor Jonathan and Andrew watched it happen. Right. They... So we started off with Buffy and Spike doing it again. Oh, yeah. Yep. We got our guest stars. The normal folks. Um, but the new is Amelia, Melinda Smith as Katrina Cyber. Um, so, yeah, we started off with Spike and Buffy doing it again. <clears throat> Loudly. Yeah. And just filthily. And this Violently. Is just a, And Buffy does a quick shout out to the new kids on the block, you know. <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> Which we've seen. It is much appreciated, but we've seen the walls of your bedroom there's many, not, many times before, and I've never seen that poster. There's Nara New Kids poster on that room no. in that room. No. But my big, big concern is about the random diseases the Buffy might be picking up from all of this on the floor of this crypt. Yeah, are off the floor of the crypt and the fucking um in that abandoned house in the dumpster in that alley. Rug? Yeah, <laughs> like just, does he get? He has a tendency to buy, get his things at the dump. Right. Who knows if exactly. he got it's that like, cleaned and sanitized? She's got her ass all open everywhere. That's just mm-hmm. not. And he has a perfectly good bed right there. Is it a real bed or is it just a crypt with a, a tomb with a sheet on it? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it could be just a tomb with a sheet on it. Well, him and Harmony, I think. Is it the same place he had with Harmony when he first came to town? I don't think so. Because I think that they place, had a real bed. Yeah, they that place they did because... No, it's it can't be the same place because weren't they doing the drilling and stuff there for him to find all those yeah those ring the ring of Amara and this is under the crypt yeah so this is a new spot. Now I will say right off the bat, this episode used to be very high on my list. Uh-huh. Watching it with today's eyes is a little hard. It's rough, like the whole thing it, with the it's trio. Real rough. The whole thing with the trio is really, and it's also. I guess we'll get there, but this is definitely, it's almost feels like the, the moment where this, where the show shifts to like much more adult like content. Yeah. Cause like, you know, Buffy and Spike doing it in the alley or them doing it in the, wherever else, in the abandoned house. That was a lot. It was a little bit graphic, but not as graphic as things get here. Yeah. And especially like further, like the further along it goes, like, you know, Spike calls her an animal at this point, yep. you know, all the things you do, like the things that he says in this moment, it's like, my God. And yeah. It's, it's like, whoa, hey, uh, <laughs> and she kind of likes it and is kind of offended all at the same time. Right. And, you know, he's, he's like, admits, you know, he, no one has ever felt, made him feel the way that she does and blah 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 and then he wants to know like what is what is this what is this all what does it all mean does he does she even like him and she admits that sometimes she does and then he just pulls out handcuffs like what i don't <laughs> what are we talking what why what's what's going on here it's real real gross it is but i will say that everything this entire relationship with spike and buffy is much hotter than all three of the 50 shades movies like oh yeah for sure those movies and it's only it's only i mean i'm sure it was very hot but it's only gross because i don't know where you just had those handcuffs <laughs> i'm gonna need a wet wipe or something before we even know and we got to get off this rug there, there needs to be some showering that mm-hmm. occurs yeah exactly i don't understand how she just goes home because she was she was complaining that she needs to get home to Don. But I mean, oh, you just handcuffs uh, Don who? Yeah, exactly. And you just like stink of sweat and right. de- dead man sweat. <laughs> dead man sex. Not to mention, Don is like 16 by now. Like that girl can watch herself. <laughs> she's fine. 
I mean, she's not the key. Nobody's nobody nobody's cared looking for before. you. Why do you right? care now? Nobody's coming for you, Dawn. Like nobody cares. <laughs> Our adorable little nerd trio, I guess, has decided that they need to live together. Maybe. I guess that they, they're on the lamb is what they think. Yeah. They, they feel like Buffy's looking for him, and what, for whatever reason, like it, they're still in the same layer, right? Right. Where they were, I believe where, it's the same. Where Willow found them. So right. <laughs> why is this necessary for you guys to be holed up together? Basically, unless it's a different basement, it might be. Maybe they were at Andrews before. Maybe. Or Jonathan's. Whose mom was worried? He was worried about their mom's flowers. I think maybe Andrew. So now they may be in Warren's basement. Maybe, which is worse. Which is worse because it looks a little. It's their um that that built that board where they had their shit written on it mm-hmm. and the chair and that little setup is not in this room so i think it is a different basement okay but they're all upset about like <laughs> andrew's upset that jonathan's touching his frampton comes alive <laughs> album which okay what <laughs> right <laughs> but the big draw here is Warren's new device, which is a cerebral dampener. Now, okay, I don't. I guess we fully crossed over into comic storylines. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a little outside cerebral dampener. <laughs> now, at first, I thought it was just like for a hot second. I just remembered it being called the dampener or something. <laughs> And I was like, why? Why are we talking about panties? Is that why? Because, but no, I guess cerebral, you know, it dampens the cerebral cortex. I don't, I it's a cerebral lobe. I don't, what? I don't, what? Ugh. So basically this thing is supposed to hypnotize people to do what you want. Yes. And their big idea is to make girls have sex with them. Which, you know, like... I don't understand why it takes so long for Jonathan and Andrew to be like, holy shit, this is wrong. Previous. Right? Like, they... <laughs> they and Even back then, it was fucked up. Like, I, you know, when it originally aired, I was like, ew. ew. Right. But they're all on board with it, and they're, they're very excited because they're going to go get all the chicks and all the chicks and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> um, and meanwhile, Buffy's still pulling down shifts at the Double Meat Palace. And she's trying out adorable little slogans. <laughs> like she tells that one customer, double meat is double sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's waiting for Tara, who Tara's coming. She's had Tara looking into the spell that brought Buffy back because she thinks there's something wrong with her. Yes. But unfortunately, Tara tells her that there's nothing wrong with her. You know, other than like a deep cellular tan. Right. And we get down there. But yeah, so Buffy asks her to look into it. She says she will. And this is at this point, you know, she but Tara is the only one that Buffy has confided in saying that Spike can hurt her. And mm-hmm. so this is why, you know, Buffy is wanting to want Tara to do this. In the meantime, the dudes, the trio go off to. A bar. A bar. Uh, is it the bronze? No. They go to like, it's like not which, the bronze? No, it is a bar that is not the bronze. It is a very adult looking hotel or a very adult looking bar. Like it could be a hotel bar. They are serving martinis in this bar. Whatever this is. And, and Warren like has a ridiculous suit on. And he's going there. They're going there specifically to troll and find, I guess a higher class type of woman or something like that. But Warren obviously is stalking Katrina. He sees Katrina there and Warren is so gross. He's so gross. So gross. Like just wait, every time he says baby, it just makes, I want to peel my skin off. Mm-hmm. Like every time he calls her that and she, he rolls up on her with this tired ass line of, you know, I don't even, what, what did he say? Like, how did you get so beautiful? And like she, yeah. she turns around she's, and she's ready to like basically give him the step off creep. But then she realizes it's Warren. So she gives him an extra step off creep, which so Katrina's hanging out at this upper class, upper little upper scale bar. Wine bar. <laughs> yeah, it's a wine bar. How did they even hook up in the first place? Like, I don't understand. Like, she is f- college far too good for him. 
they met in co- they were dating in college. Yeah, but they were both in the same. But I this think, was like last year. Yeah. <laughs> <That wasn't, laughs> it was. I don't. Why is she even there? Why is she still there? She right. has grown up though. Yeah. And she's like shake. She shook. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want anything to do with him. Because and rightfully so, because what she's what she recalls is he made a girl a robot girlfriend uh, before he and Katrina got together, and then that robot girlfriend tried to kill her. So I mean, uh-huh. she's got all sorts of reasons to be creeped out and spooked and shook and just ready to like. And the call fact the that police. he's just like, "Oh, you're not still upset about that thing?" Mm. Yes. Almost being murdered. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. People tend to hold a grudge about those things, right? And even she says she doesn't know why she lowered herself to date a person like him. Word. <laughs> and he, uh, his eyes are just, they play, come at you too much. <laughs> they scream stranger danger. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why no one notices it in his world. Oh, Buffy. You should all run. Yeah, everything, see him coming. everything about him, like his whole stature and just how he holds himself. And then, okay, so she's getting ready to leave and then he whips out the dampener and then hypnotizes her. And she's all, I love you, master. Right in front of a room full of people. Right. But I mean, I guess, what are you going to say? <laughs> what do you tell the police? He pulled out a ball and it shined, <laughs> <laughs> flashed, and then she called him master. <laughs> 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 and then he took her away <laughs> Buffy's about to you know everybody else is going out to the bronze to have some adult fun and Buffy is she just wants to settle into the couch and hang out with Dawn and Dawn's like is, deuces I got plans <laughs> yep she says she's going to hang out with Janice and Buffy's like I'm falling for this <laughs> why which thank you <laughs> Thank you for addressing this. I appreciate the yeah. nod. And Willow chimes in and says, you know, I checked. It's cool. I actually like Janice's mom is actually coming to pick her up, which yeah, okay, still, finally. like, no, <laughs> you're not allowed no. to do anything. So Dawn points out that, you know, you know, should, I didn't tell you because I didn't think you'd care because you're never here. <laughs> Ouch. And Buffy feels a little some kind of way about that. And Buffy's like, she just looks like she got slapped and she doesn't even like Dawn doesn't even wait for a response. She's no. just like, okay, bye. <laughs> Gonna go make tacos. <laughs> so then Buffy is like, yeah, frosty nectar. Now, please. My life is shit. <laughs> Y'all have no idea how much I need booze right now. Right. I am so low right now. I'm feeling so low. Back at the trio's lair, we've got Katrina dressed up in a French maid's costume, which so cliche it's and, so she's, disgusting. and she's a fishnet and uh, and she's pouring them <laughs> she's pouring them champagne and uh they all cheers to crime and then <laughs> andrew takes a swig and he's like crime tastes funny <laughs> <laughs> every almost everything tom lank does in this scene is just i know it's just pure comedic gold yep and so like it, it so did we think it was gross enough and just wrong enough already for Warren to go track down his ex, stalk his ex-girlfriend and um, hypnotize her into being his sex bunny? No, no, it gets worse. She comes back and, oh, yeah, the French maid's costume. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, the master. Yeah, that's pretty bad, too. But now his plan is to share her with these yep. other two dudes. Who have no idea that she is his ex-girlfriend. Exactly. And, at the, and then no point is anybody... Okay, Warren, no. At no point do Jonathan and Andrew find this weird or gross or icky or wrong. <sighs> nope. They're just like, when do I get to play with Right. Her? Exactly. <laughs> and, <sighs> and there's this whole thing where, you know, they're just like, ah, she's cool. She's cute or whatever. And then Warren, like, gets offended and starts talking about all of her wonderful qualities that he loves and blah, blah, blah. And he, It's all gross. And he makes, he goes on to talk about how, you know... You can have her when I'm done. Ugh. He takes her into the other room and it just gets it. even more. We unfortunately have to watch him eat her face. It's so gross. 
gross. And, he and just, then there's a really nasty oh, line about me. It's it so worse. Like he goes on and on, talks about, you never should have left me, baby. I love you. Oh, I feel like I'm going to vomit. And then he's just like, and he keeps on like chomping at her face. And then finally she's like, He's like, tell me you love me. And the look on his face is just pure evil when he's like mm-hmm. goes in, just like chomp her bice her fucking molars out. And then yep. <laughs> she, and then he's like, he's like, now down on your knees. Oh, I am so and disturbed. And instead of saying yes, master. So disturbed. She says yes, Warren. And snaps out of And he is like, he snaps out of the moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What? What did you call me? And she's like, I called And then she snaps out of it like, motherfuck, what the hell? And And rightfully, she goes off. Right. I also have a quick question about like, why, why, why did they have to share a girl? Like, we we Uh, didn't find out until later that the dampener like gets run out of juice quickly. But like, nobody had a plan to like, okay, now I'm going to get my own girl. Not to say it would have been better, but still just a question. So she comes out and sees Jonathan and Andrew and, and warns like, you know, get the dampener get her again and it's out of juice mm-hmm. they get right they try and to Jonathan's hypnotize him. really upset because he couldn't find his glasses in time <laughs> <laughs> would it have made him would it have right. happened to him as well I, I was thinking the same thing like picturing Jonathan saying love you master <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, Katrina goes off and to Warren and, and is talking about how she's not um, she's not his she's not his girlfriend anymore. And now Andrew and Jonathan have a problem with it. This is yeah, your ex-girlfriend. Like, That's messed up. <laughs> now it's messed up now? just because it's his ex-girlfriend. No, it was messed up before then. Right. You just. Mm so, I don't see what the difference is. Right. And so she goes on and on and then she, she talks about and she's like, you know, you guys are a bunch of fucking morons, little boys playing at men, blah, blah, blah. You know what, freaks? This is rape. And this snaps Andrew and Jonathan like, whoa, whoa, hey, oh. And then she's like, yeah, that's what the fuck it is, bitches. And then she turns yeah. to Warren and she's like, you know, I'm telling on I'm telling on you. I'm getting the cops. And then I want to know what you would how you feel about being raped. Ooh. Oh, this what this is okay, Katrina. That seems. I mean, I appreciate the reality of it. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. This is a. But it just shocked me that it was put into this script. Yeah, that she actually was able. They they were able to say this word two, three times actually, and get it past the censors. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then to even like switch switch it to jail rape basically i wonder it it, it didn't have a tvma i don't think I don't, or did it i don't recall um and so this gets worn all hot and whatever and she tries to run away he grabs she scratches the shit out of him in yeah. his face and then he hits her over the head with the champagne bottle and she's she'd be dead and he murdered her mm-hmm. murder he, he not andrew nope not jonathan he did but now, for some reason, it's all their faults. Right. Says. At this they point, all share in this blame. At this point, Jonathan and Andrew are very shaken. Which, get some balls, boys. Right. Give your balls a tug. <laughs> <laughs> Call the cops. Be like, my dude just killed his ex-girlfriend. Right. I'm out. I saw I it happen. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Like, tell them. Yeah, tell them I conjured some demons. Tell right. the police that I, I cast a spell. Sure. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> but no, I'm a, no right now. I saw you murder your ex-girlfriend uh-huh. with a champagne bottle. There is nothing Who's mystical. DNA's under her nails. Right. Nothing mystical about any of this. No. But instead, they talk about different ways to get rid of her body. Andrew is like on the verge of tears. <laughs> like, yes. For real. Poor baby needs a hug. <laughs> he does. And uh, Warren asks, is there something he can conjure that can consume that much flesh? Andrew points out there's something. I, hate you, Warren. I know, right? And he, and he even starts referring to her as it. Mm-hmm. Like we need to get rid of it. Andrew says that, you know, there's nothing, there's one thing that he could, but it's it's that he can't control it. Like he could get some demon, but it would turn on them too. It eat us. <laughs> and Jonathan turns into Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton and he that's it game over man <laughs> we're screwed that's it and he's like no no we can figure it out and he's like no we're fucked because she's your ex-girlfriend there's a link they're gonna know exactly you know Andrew suggests that maybe you know they should turn themselves in because it was an accident but no 
no darling it was not an accident no <laughs> and then I, I believe that uh jonathan brings up buffy is like even if you know the police don't find out like that we still got the slayer on us and then yeah warren comes up with some some problem to some solution for both mm-hmm. the body and the slayer <clears throat> one big stone yep Meanwhile, the Slayer is kicking it at the bronze with everybody, with her friends and Andrew, or not Andrew, uh, Xander is making quite the mockery of himself on that dance floor. It embarrasses mm-hmm. me. It really hurts my feelings. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I read somewhere it's the same dance that they did in Once More with Feeling. Oh, really? It, like the fucking yeah. bastardized version? The version yeah. that you get after you've been, after you've yeah. no longer been practicing it and you have no longer yeah. had the supervision of a choreographer because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's what that is uh, this is where my burn of the week comes in and I don't know if who's this if this is on Willow herself or if it's on Xander and Anya <laughs> but she comments to Buffy about how they're dancing and she's like we're not going to have to do that at the wedding because there's this last shred of dignity that I've been clinging to <laughs> and i think it's like i wouldn't want to have to dance like that at their wedding either i'm not swing dancing or whatever zoot i don't know what they're doing i'm not doing it but no i mean at that point you know it's the only people that have to dance a certain way would be the bride and the groom (laughs) right like if that's what they're trying to do right unless no so yeah, they're going on and on and on, and I don't know. They're trying to coax, coax Buffy and Willow to go dance or whatever, and Willow goes to dance. Buffy, who's looking rather cute, I like her outfit, even though I'm really not, I'm not a sure fan. about the necklace. I'm not really a fan of those chokers in any way, shape, or form, or like the loose pieces of fucking leather strapped yeah. around your no. neck, which was all, all the rage in the late '90s, early 2000s. But Buffy, she's pulling it off. So she gets a little, she gets a little sad or something. I don't know, forlorn, and she starts to wander around the bronze and finds her way up to the balcony, where yikes! Well, behold, our man Spike looking all good. Just come strolling out of the darkness, just out of the shadows. I don't know how long he's been there. Has he been watching her all night, or did he just get here and just been waiting? And for the first time in history, there's no one else on this balcony. As soon as she rolls up there, like people are start to leave. Yeah, really, because that place looks pretty crowded. I can't see everybody just vacating the balcony. A balcony is a coveted spot (laughs) at a club. Very coveted. But nope, they're up there all alone, and Mr. Bendy Dick <laughs> decides this is going to be a good time to just have at it yeah, in the bar. Like, I mean, the way he's talking, I can't be mad at her. Like, yeah, but I can't be mad. Right, you right? This I'd have been like, what? What? Wait, what? What's happening? Because he's oh, I guess this is happening. He's yep. absolutely saying and doing and looking all of the right things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just, yeah. So, and and then you start to hear the things that he's saying, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, this is kind of wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> I don't feel good about any of this. <laughs> and she tries to tell him, you know, she gives him a weak don't, and he's like, stop me. And I'm not even sure if we're talking actual intercourse here, or if he's just, you know, very good piano player. Um. <laughs> I think that's what he got in Mr. Bendy Dick. <laughs> It just it bends in angles that defy logic. Okay, vamps. Well, I guess that's another another plus in the, in the vamp column for in the vamp column. <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to close her eyes, and he tells her not to. Which he wants her to look at her friends. Which oh, I mean, that kind of would have like put me off a little bit. Like, like wait, what? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm. I'm not trying to associate this moment with Anya. <laughs> And Xander, who are doing the worst dance. She doesn't even know she's supposed to be spinning. Right. And he just spins her out of nowhere. <laughs> Will is looking all uncomfortable. It's not something you want to be looking at in that moment. No, not at all. Next day, Xander's complaining about some dance cramps as they're walking towards the magic box. As he's walking towards the magic box with Willow and Tara. They run into Tara coming out. Tara and Willow have a very awkward moment. Mostly on Tara's part, which I feel kind of bad for her. She's super awkward about this. 
about this right now. There's so much double talk in this exchange, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how Buffy must miss her yeah. friend, you right. know, when she's, ugh. we miss her too. Just tell, just say what you mean. <laughs> And uh, Tara's got like she's there looking for Buffy. She's got this giant book, and uh, she she looks a little like sheepish because like oh god, you know I guess like you know coming out of a I don't know crack den and meeting a, a crack addict mm-hmm. or something, a yeah. recovering addict. <clears throat> but she looks a little embarrassed for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. But um, Willow tries to be like, yeah, it's cool. You know, whatever. I can have 32 days, no spells. Um, I can even go to the magic box now as long as I've been supervised. Everything's cool. Just because I can't do magic doesn't mean you can't do magic and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know. I wasn't saying all that. <laughs> Nobody ever said that. About that. Nobody was talking about you. I don't care. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, right. Good on you. Well done. And before, you know, once this uncomfortable conversation ends, uh, Tara gives her a happy for you and mm-hmm. takes off. <laughs> and the outfit choices in this scene, Willow, I saw in the Buffy Wick, is actually wearing the outfit when she turns dark. Yeah. The dark Willow. I recognize the outer shirt. And I don't know what the hell Tara's wearing. I don't She's know. like wearing a silk kimono slip. top. It's like a, a slip. Remember, yeah, they sold those. <laughs> those were a thing. They did. Slip they dresses. were a thing. <laughs> Slip and then skirts. the most wonderful thing in the episode happened. Oh. And I think, I can't remember, but we did not live together by this point. In time. No, I don't think so. But I feel like I fell over myself trying to get to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just falling over myself. What happened to you? <laughs> Like, do you hear this? <laughs> it's Bush on Buffy. <laughs> How fantastically amazing. And it is a good song. Out of this world, if y'all are not familiar, it's a very good song. And you should just go listen to it on repeat um, for a day. Yes. Or so. With this scene, because yes. it's a really great scene, except for the placement of Spike's one hand <laughs> okay. on the door. So, you know, th- and this kind of... <laughs> This is also like it's a good scene, but it's also kind of misplaced because it's like we never really got anything like this before and we Mm -hmm. don't really get anything like artistically since. Yeah. So and it's just kind of it's odd place. It's very memorable, probably because there's not a lot to compare it to in this series. But, you know, it's it's I'm happy it's here, but it's also like, well, why couldn't we do more like the like things like this, like use actual music and songs that are popular. And I mean, I guess, you know, we ran out of budget, but I'm also (laughs) it's like when Spike is getting it on the regular, (laughs) he's a whole different dude. (laughs) He really is. He really, really is. So he's just like chilling, like chilling in his crypt. And this is just like unprecedented like again i don't recall ever seeing him like this really before <laughs> like the private like of spike yeah like he's <laughs> just standing in what would be a kitchen with like <laughs> some candles and he's pouring himself a glass of blood or wine not sure and he's not sure standing there with his shirt open and he's just he's like real relaxed right now and just mm-hmm. like real chill and then he takes a drag off his ciggy and you know like this is you know my dude is like decompressing after a long day yes, is what this looks yes. Like. <laughs> might as well be a whiskey and a <laughs> right. and then he gets a a whiff or a notion that buffy is outside buffy is walking or stalking towards his crypt and i think she's got a stake in her hand she does she's i i'm assuming that she was just on patrol mm. and patrol just led her absent-minded because she doesn't look like she has any direction at all she just ended up there right So she gets there and she hangs out on the one side of the door, like doesn't knock or anything or say anything. And Spike is already on the other side of the door and he's molesting the door. It's real. Yes, he's molesting the door. It's really like the one hand, like she had her one hand up and he put his hand right where her hand is. And that was very cute. Mm -hmm. It's the other hand. And then he slides down somewhere else. 
Like, ah, oh, come on. She can't even. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's like literally like writhing up against the stone. Yes. And the door is just like, hey, I don't have tits. You don't have to squeeze or turn or whatever you're doing. I didn't sign up for this. This is not my purpose in life. Please stop. <laughs> but then Spike like triumphantly opens the door and she's gone. And he's like, so fuck? like you felt her come, but you didn't feel her leave. Right. <laughs> he was too into the like feeling the up door. that door. <laughs> he kind of lost himself for a second. <laughs> And he gets kind of upset. Yeah. But she's gone. And, and she's, she's a little more upset telling herself to not think about the blood sucking theme. <laughs> think about anything but exactly. the blood Exactly. She's trying to like talk herself out of the whole thing. It's like, don't go back. Like basically it's like, stop it, Buffy. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Bendy dick is not worth it. <laughs> and then she hears a scream and shit goes awry. Shit goes real awry. It's so strange. She sees a girl being attacked by a couple demons. She tries to intervene. And then it gets all like acid trip. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. So like Buffy's there by herself. Then she sees Katrina crying in the corner. Then there's like three demons coming at her. And then she punches Spike out of nowhere. And he's like, what'd you do that for? And then it's just like uh, then time and, and energy and everything is just misplaced. And, salt. and she's fighting demons. Spike is fighting demons. Katrina's somewhere crying. And eventually it gets to the point where Buffy like stakes Katrina or something. Yep. She fucked her up somehow. She threw her down a hill. Yeah. And uh, Katrina's dead. And Katrina's real dead body. Right. Is at the bottom of this hill. Because we all know she's already dead. But there is now her dead body. Right. So now Buffy thinks that she has killed Katrina. And Spike, being the ever loyal man that he is, immediately wants to solve this. Right. And get rid of everything and tells Buffy to go home and go to sleep. And she's just shell-shocked and confused. Right. Which you should be. Yeah. Nothing about what just happened in the past 15 minutes was normal. Nope. And uh, the trio are watching all of this take place. Uh, and it turns out that Jonathan was, uh, it was a glamour. He was Katrina, you know, to actively like walk around or whatever before the Buffy found that. Or Katrina's real body. He's so upset. He is. I I don't the level of emotion that he has in that van. I don't know why he continued to go along with this. Exactly, like he was done. Mean mugging Warren. He's pissed. Right. He's upset. He's uncomfortable. Like he don't know what kept him from <laughs> turning him in. No reason, unless it was just fear based that he. Uh, was either scared of Warren, yeah, which I guess, which I still don't. I mean, I, I guess you know, Warren spent so much time bullying him, or Jonathan was just has just been bullied for so long, so much that you know, it Stockholm syndrome or something, yeah. So Buffy does go home and tries to sleep and uh, has some more fucked up dreams, real uh, fucked up dreams, <sighs> erotic, violent. Mm-hmm confusing <laughs> she somehow got katrina in there right exactly like so there's like some there's very some very confusing things that are happening so she finally she can't take it anymore she believes her conscience is really uh weighing in on weighing in on her so she decides to go turn herself in she goes and wakes up dawn to tell her this is what's happening and dawn takes this opportunity to make it all about her although she does look like she woke up a woman Right? Like, she's definitely on the other side of puberty in this mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Dawn. It's like, Dawn? How long was Different it? Different Dawn? How long has it been since we last shot? But there's, um, it's a night, no, I don't even want to say a nice scene between them, but Buffy very sweetly is trying to say goodbye to Dawn. Buffy tries to make it a nice scene, but then again, like I said, Dawn just makes it about herself. <laughs> and she's mad that she's going to get abandoned yet again. Which... Yeah, I, I guess because Hank doesn't care about you. So what happens next? But it's not even about like, I mean, I'm sure that's the underlying problem is the ab- abandonment. Uh, but, you know, she's just like she tries to make it look like Buffy is trying to do any and everything that she can do not to be there f- with Dawn. 
just like you didn't want to come back you liked it better when you were dead and you don't you just don't want to be here with me and buffy's trying to tell her that's really not what's happening right now and buffy and john's like no fuck it you're done with your i mean you're trying me right i mean, I mean <laughs> true I, I mean no but really it's not don't it's take not. this personally <laughs> this is not about you i need you to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth <laughs> And she's not, she's not, it's about her. It's all about how Dawn feels. And Dawn, once again, is just like, get out, get out, get out. But I'll get out. I'll get out. I'll get out. <laughs> and she runs off. Right. And apparently Buffy didn't care that much because she's just kind of like, well, gee, guess she's mad now. Back to what I was going to do anyway. Right. Guess I got to go talk to the police. Which, okay. But Spike is there to stop her. Because he knew that she would do this. So my thing is, though, I mean, I guess maybe she just she she tries to act surprised. He's like, I took care of the body. And she's like, what did you do? But it's like you left the scene of the crime. Mm -hmm. You left the body there and went home and took a nap. Like, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? Like, what, what, what did you think was going to happen to the body? What did you think the spike was going to do? Like, it was just going to yeah. leave it there. And what? And this is another kind of a burn, because <laughs> <laughs> this cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> She's like, "What did you do to the body?" And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, they'll never, they'll find, never her. find her." And then they're standing outside of the the police station he's like they're not for fighter and you hear a cop where'd they find her the river she washed up half a mile from the cemetery and spike's <laughs> like oh balls <laughs> now one interesting that is often talked about in uh this episode is how this whole scene kind of mirrors what happened between faith and buffy back in season three mm. when Faith accidentally killed the lieutenant governor. Right. And, you know, Buffy's like, what did you do? And she's like, I took the body. I waited it. I dumped it. It's gone. We're not going to talk about it again. Right. Right. And Spike has that same mentality of (laughs) I took it. I got rid of it. It's gone. We're not going to talk about it again, except he's not as good at getting rid of bodies as Faith is. I I guess he forgot to wait it. That's probably what it was. (laughs) He probably just threw it in like the tip of the river. Right. Like Spike, come on now. <laughs> like you be better. Be better. Like how many well, I guess he just never had to really dispose of bodies. No. <laughs> he didn't he give a shit. Left them. Yeah. He didn't care in the past. So okay, mm-hmm. I get it. You have no real experience in this. <clears throat> so Spike tries to convince her to not turn herself in. He keeps talking, I love you. <sighs> and Buffy is not in a place to hear this right now. No. <laughs> Not at all. Instead, she's in a very punchy mood. Yeah. So she takes all of her frustration and anger and fucked up days and double meat palace wages and grease soaked nights out on Spike. <laughs> like she and he tells her to continue. He tells her not to stop, to keep going, that right. he can take it. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it for the first time and every time after it's too much for me. I actually end up saying, stop, like <laughs> stop. And I have to close my eyes and I can't watch it after a certain point. Cause it's wow. too much. It is because it's there is a, a line that's definitely crossed that she just goes on and on. And like, she just gets on top of him and starts wailing just, and his face is getting bloodier and puffier. And it's just, it's insane. And she's in tears. Uh, and she's she's also taking not only is she physically hurting him she is like also just like tearing him down like character assassination at this point like you're dead inside there's nothing clean or good about you you're shit and i don't i hate myself for being with you and just on and on and on and on and on just lets it all out and then once his face is almost beyond recognition she finally stops and she's you can see she's kind of broken yeah and he says, you always hurt the ones you love. And she kind of like stumbles backwards and just, she's still going to go yeah. and turn herself in. And he is too hurt to stop her, even though he still tries. He's like, Buffy. And what's also funny is, oh, what's funny is that this all happens outside of the police station, mind you. And nobody comes by to 
one says boo about any of it. <laughs> Not one person. Not one single person. So she goes in and tries to talk to the, I guess, cop receptionist. You know, I've never been inside of a police station, so I don't know if these things, how, how these are actually set up. But this is but every movie, every show always has a cop receptionist. Exactly. They're always like right there at the front of the door, at the front door waiting to take a statement or something. And they're always too busy to take a statement from the person who's coming in to turn themselves in. So he shoes her away. He's like, oh, hold on. I got to answer this call. She turns her back. She overhears him say, like, that they have ID'd the body. It's Katrina Silber. She puts two and two together. Holy snaps. That's Warren's ex-girlfriend. And then she pieces out. Now she realizes yeah. something is afoot. Which maybe if you had done the Scooby gang thing and done a little bit of research, right. a little bit of investigation or looked at her face, you right. might have known that you'd met her before. Exactly. Or even just because the flashback that... that they play, you really remembered that right. exact memory, Buffy. <laughs> so like her face, you remembered her full ass name before you remembered her face. Like you didn't see that you didn't take a look right think to look at her and also just everything that was going on around it like the whole speeding up of t- like her whole timeline was all jacked up and you've right. been you've been there before that that had uh-huh. happened before so why would you just um, automatically assume she's just ready to punish herself i guess <clears throat> which we'll Self find loathing. out yes and so the gang finds out or anya which in giles's absence Anya steps up her game. She does. A lot with, you know, helping to identify demons and spells and things. And and even before that, she would always have something extra helpful to add because, you know, she had a lot of firsthand experience. Yeah. Nobody would listen or treat her better. Exactly. Nobody gives her the proper credit, especially Xander. Mm -hmm. Like there should be more, you know, you bring much more to the table than everybody wants to let you believe. And I can't believe how the first couple times watching it, how much I love them and supported that relationship. Right. And, but watching it as a full grown adult, they were never meant to be together. No. It's toxic. So Anya points out, you know, she identifies this demon that Buffy ran into. And she says, you know, that what they do is they basically cause hallucinations and they fuck up your your timeline they live in a different timeline just them being there is just kind of messes things up and um you know it's not a good 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 thing to have to deal with them yeah they're not good demons don says so does this mean you're not going to leave me and buffy's like nope i'm not and tries to go over and have a tender moment about you still (laughs) tries to have a tender moment and don storms off into the back again Buffy uh, also points out to them that, yeah, this is Warren's ex-girlfriend and they they have to have had something to do with this. Meanwhile, Warren and them are looking up on the police. I don't know. They're looking it up. They find out that everything has been ruled a suicide. And uh, Warren says, we're going to get away with this. Now, since they're going to get away with it, Andrew's kind of into it now. Yeah. He's, he's super stoked that yeah. they're going to get away with murder. And Jonathan is still unsettled. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not He's not buying into it. Not at all. But And yet he still, for the rest of the season, goes along with it. Right. You can see a sort of hero worshipping happening between Andrew and Warren. Right. Warren is very proud of himself. And uh-huh. Andrew is very much in awe of him yep. right now. And this is kind of where the separation starts to happen between the trio. It's really a duo from this moment on mm-hmm. and a hanger on. Right. And just he has nothing else better to do or he's literally like scared for his life. Mm-hmm. And we will find out later that they've been plotting against him a lot of the time. Yeah. So. To close out, we've got Tara giving Buffy the news. Hey, there's nothing really wrong with you. You're not a demon. You just kind of, just the whole thing of having your essence funneled back into your body. Kind of like something, something science with something, something magic and something, something molecules and a bad sunburn. So there's nothing wrong, Buffy. It's just, you know, kind of things got all out of whack. And so spike sensors weren't meant to deal with that per se. And she's, she's like, 
delivering good news. She's just got this happy tone about it. Like, right. it's okay, you're okay. And Buffy's face is just like uh, horrified. Mm-hmm. This is another absolutely horrified. This is another um, good acting, like acting moment for Sarah. I it is. We don't get a lot of them that I'm impressed with by her. <laughs> in this series and it's not to say you know anything against sarah it's just that you know a lot of times the show doesn't really offer that much deep like acting <clears throat> yeah chops to be like pulled out from anybody but um you know buffy's like she's got the fucking forever tears happening where they just yeah, well up well up <laughs> and just sit there for 20 minutes before they finally drop <laughs> And, you know, Buffy's just like, you know, something has to be wrong with me or else. And then she confesses more to Tara. Like, why would I let Spike do those things to me? And, and it, it's, Tara doesn't get it for a second. She's just kind of like, like, why would you? Oh. oh, oh, so you mean to tell me that? Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> and the thing that makes me love Tara, if anything on the show made me love her, it's. Mm her reaction i know she is nothing but supportive right she's like it takes her a minute to catch it takes her a minute mm-hmm. to go ahead and swallow it but then what she's like there like instantly there's no judgment whatsoever she's yep. just like it's it's fine it's fine it's fine you know spike has done a lot of good like lately mm-hmm. and, and you know I, it's completely understandable and then she even asked, just do you love him and buffy's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the eternal question and then, and then even Tara's like you know what and it's fine if you don't like you know what sex yeah. is sex like sometimes you just gotta get your rocks off but Buffy is really fucked up about this yeah. she very much hates herself for doing or allowing herself to be with Spike and she's also mentions how she couldn't stand the way everybody else would look at her and please don't tell her. anyone <sighs> which I'm gonna tell you right now, Tara, much better friend than the rest of those jokers, if that's what yeah. you're concerned about right now. Yep. She's the best friend that Buffy has. Right. And she's not gonna tell anyone. And she even kind of has that look on her face like, you shouldn't even worry about that. You know, just, oh, baby girl, come right. here. And Buffy just kind of collapses into her lap. She's, and yeah, she does. And she also, gets to the point where she's like you can't like don't forgive me don't yeah don't let me off the hook about this and she's just crying in tara's lap and once again tara becomes mom to one of the summer's ladies yep she mm. fulfills that role and she fulfills it well right so buffy yeah buffy is like kind of bent out for a lot of reasons like because she's allowing herself to have sex with spike because of i guess the debauchery that goes along with having sex with spike because she's keeping it a secret because she doesn't really love him or even really like him and so now she feel like she's using him she's like i don't like does that make it better i am using yeah. him and so and she and she can't stop this is compulsive behavior for her and so she is just all out of whack and she is not to mention she's working at a fast food place right. she really wishes she was was not alive again right there's you know she hasn't even unpacked that right buffy needs therapy so badly so badly or at least like somebody get her a nice self-help book or something right tapes to listen to just she she needs a (laughs) helpline because she's going through a lot alone Mm -hmm. and but luckily you know at this point now we have tara who has her secret and who's there to kind of be her uh, support system that she needs as much as she'll allow it to happen. And so this is like the beginning of a very sweet little friendship that forms between her and Tara. Right. Which kind of feels like before, which is like before Buffy barely really gave Tara the time of day. No, she didn't understand her anything about her. Even in that episode where uh, Tara's birthday, she was like, I saw this really cute shirt dress with blue but I think I want me to have it. <laughs> right. Yeah, their whole thing was like, we know Tara likes Willow and we like Willow. So that's yeah. the only thing we know that Tara likes. <laughs> if anyone had actually gotten to know her, <laughs> she could have been a really important Scooby. Right. She's more than she even is. She's such a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the end of the episode. We had a few bodies dropped this week. Uh, Katrina was murdered Mur- by Warren. Just want to make that clear. Mm-mm-mm. Two Rescindy demons were killed by Spike, and one was killed by Buffy. 
this does pass the Bechdel test with Don and Spike or Don and Buffy talking about Buffy. Mm-hmm. Random <laughs> trivia: Sarah didn't like the way her character was treated in this episode. Yeah. She is quoted as having said, I had trouble with the one where Buffy had sex with Spike on the balcony while watching their friends. I really thought that was out of character and I didn't like what it stood for. That was the moment I had the most problem with. That's the whole point. Everything she's doing with Spike is out of character. Yeah. (laughs) And the um, Stephen tonight was also quoted as having said, you know, it was unfortunate that uh that storyline came up he said he didn't write it in there that it was something that joss had in his mind for the season and it just so happened to come up in his episode the balcony yeah (laughs) and so he said it was unfortunate that it was him but that the way that the episode actually comes together it's one of his favorite episodes i agree i think it was very well done and put together this is a uh, really this is a turning point for a lot of characters mm-hmm. um you know the trio this like this they go now they have like graduated to murder full on like they've been yeah. doing a lot of shitty stuff now they're on to murder and buffy has done all that she thinks that she has gone as far as she believes that she should go with spike and she is now like a, she's reached out to someone for help to help her stop so yeah this is a turning point this is a really yeah. good episode, actually. This is because um, she's got to treat that trio as now a credible threat. Right. Before they were just a mild annoyance. Right. Now they're an actual credible threat, but they're still a, they're still hum- a very human threat. Mm-hmm. It's just they keep using supernatural means to enhance their crime and exactly. So the moral of this story, I would imagine, is. Uh, we need people um, uh, and we need friends. We need people that we can trust most importantly, um, just to be able to talk to and talk things out. And if you are doing things that you feel are out of character that, you know, you need to reach out to somebody for some help, even if it's, if it's not as a therapist, if you can't afford or can't find or don't feel comfortable with, like you need to find somebody to talk to about yep. things. Especially in this unprecedented quarantine pandemic time yeah man it's rough we need people more than now more than we ever have before because humans are a very social being and we are not allowed to be social right now Mm -hmm. so let us know what you thought of dead things you can record an mp3 file less than two minutes please and email it to revisiting sunnydale at gmail.com or you can get at us on twitter at back to sunnydale or on instagram you can talk to us at rvs underscore podcast or we're also still on facebook or at least uh marcella and the revisiting sunnydale page are still on facebook and also you can find our podcast on itunes libsyn uh, iHeartRadio, google podcast player fm all of the places mostly except for spotify um that you find your your podcasts and subscribe and leave us a review please and follow us and all that stuff Please and thank you. Next week, we are talking older and farther away. A Buffy birthday. A Buffy birthday, which means nothing is going to go well. Exactly. Has it ever gone well? Has she ever had a successful birthday? I don't think so. No, all my birthdays have been kind of pooptastic. So you can follow me, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcella, and Sphere 7338. Thank you for listening. As always, um, we uh, hope to hear from y'all on the social medias and stuff. Um, Talk to us and all that jazz. And uh, until next time. Bye.